Welcome to Too Real. This is our second episode, and this is Ali J. And Patty Nunez. Welcome, everyone. We are coming to you live from Taco Bell because, <laughs> because sometimes you just need to get out of the house. So here we are. Um, today, uh, we are going to be reviewing uh, The Hate You Give. And just a quick warning to everyone out there, this uh episode will contain sensitive discussions and sensitive topics uh, dealing with police brutality and um, police abuse. So, yeah. uh, yes. And race and things like that. So if that's a sensitive subject for you, then you may not want to listen. Um, but well, we you should wanted, listen. But this is probably the episode of all the ones we do. This is one that's very close to our hearts and it's very meaningful to us and with the climate right now I think it's one that you should listen to so uh, if you are brave enough please continue to listen yeah please continue so just to start off as usual we're gonna go ahead and just give you a few facts about the movie um, The Hate You Give um, stars main character Star Carter and that's played by Amanda Stern uh, Stenberg right Mm-hmm. And uh, I love her. Can we talk about that really quick? Yeah, oh, she's she, amazing. I love her. She's, no, she, in general, she's good in everything she comes out in. She's beautiful. She's a great little actress. I see great potential for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's also uh, KJ... Uh, you know what? KJ Apa? KJ Apa? <laughs> I don't know what how to pronounce his name. Who's that? The kid. He's the kid that oh. plays Archie in Riverdale. Okay, yeah. I'm embarrassed to say I know that too. But <laughs> I love yeah. But uh, KJ Apa, Sabrina Carpenter, who actually came out in uh, Girl Meets World, the reboot, the... Oh, Boy yeah, that's why she looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. That's, my little sister loves that show. So was, <laughs> She was a friend, huh? She was the friend, yeah. yeah. She was, uh, she, um, I liked her in that show. Yeah, I, I, know, she, I liked her in that show, too, actually. She's very funny in that show. She's not funny in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, my girl Issa Rae, who plays April. Um, Anthony Mackie, who plays uh, someone by the name of King. But I think yeah, that's and he's a he's one of my favorites actually. He's one of those that I feel like people sleep on. He's a phenomenal actor. He's always playing like a secondary role, but I would love to see him as a main actor in a movie because he's very very talented. Right. I mean, we were just talking about how he's in um, what's that Avengers. one? Yeah, the Avengers. And it's like he plays a hero in one movie. He plays a dick in this other one his range so, is amazing yeah he's a pretty talented actor uh this it was actually a very good cast i was i'm not mm-hmm. gonna um i was very not surprised but i was very happy to see that i think everyone executed the roles pretty good pretty well um this movie was directed by george Tillman jr and written by audrey wells and it's based on the 2017 novel by angie thomas and um crazy fact i think we've talked about this before you and i but um that did you know that audrey wells passed away a day before the movie was released in theaters i, I think i saw that yeah isn't that crazy yeah yeah I thought she that didn't was, get to see it yeah she didn't even get to see or get to see it's you know i got i'm pretty sure she saw like the um the screening and stuff like that but she didn't get to see like through its success yeah, yeah. how how um successful this movie is yeah because it's doing it. pretty well actually like in yeah. a lot of like you know rotten tomatoes which is 97 uh, i think they gave yeah them. they have a pretty high rating which is really hard because a lot of people on rotten tomatoes are douchebags like they're really pretentious and they're very and especially when it's a, <laughs> is this considered an independent film i think or main so stream. that's actually a good question a lot of times right, independent we'll films people are a little that. bit um more critical yeah. of them or they're not as supportive 
Yeah, um, and people don't go out and see independent films as much. It's, yeah. And then especially films with uh, all minority cast, they mm-hmm. tend not to do well. Or oh, where the minorities are the main characters. Mm-hmm. People do not care for those movies, we've noticed. And there's, and it's funny, but this one didn't even come out right away, remember? We were going to see it, like, early, early October. They had limited release. Yeah, and we thought we went to the movie theater, which is funny because we actually went to the movie theater to see this movie. And, like, I'm going to tell them the story. Yeah, because <laughs> this lady actually did the same thing oh, really? when I was talking to yeah, her about it. We knew this character, like we knew that the main character's name was Star. So we went in to see the movie, and like Alicia was standing right next to me too. So I wasn't paying attention. I was just like, so we went. And we're like, oh, can we get tickets to a, a, a Star Is Born, right? Like, and we walk into the movie theater, and like it had just started, and like you know, it's like Bradley Cooper playing the guitar. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I looked at you. I'm like, um, what? Did you say the name of the movie was I again? Was like a Star Is Born, right? I'm like, and no, then that's she's not like, the movie. <laughs> yeah, so we found out. I mean, we ended up really like. I'm happy Star we actually Born, saw that, yeah, but. We didn't know that A Star Was Born wasn't even released in all theaters until um, oh, United, the October hate you 19th. Oh, The Hate You Give. Sorry, excuse me. See, there I go again. <laughs> <laughs> that The Hate You Give was going to be released in all theaters until um, October 19th. So, yeah, that's kind of a funny anecdote. That just shows you yeah. how excited we were to see the movie because we yeah. were ready to see it. And it's like, oh, it's not out yet. And then it was, October but October 19th, not too. Like, we got, like, it was, we almost felt like it was our time to see this movie because we went to see it on October 19th. And then... Uh, we get to the theater and like the place uh, is the movie's completely sold out like it's there's two seats and they're like scattered on completely different ends of the theater and they're like well, I mean I think not even the other end of the theater it's just like they're both on the front row and they're like on opposite ends so yeah so we like decided not to see it then we were really bummed about that and it was almost like I, I feel like wow is the universe trying to tell us not to see this movie but right. I think it just made our anticipation for the movie even greater right. no but it even came like right now too when we went like yeah. we came to buy our ticket right now and we were using like a, a screen because you know now they have like the little the little touch screens you can just pay for your ticket outside which is awesome you don't have to wait in line usually and um we went and we tried to pick our seats and it said oh there's not enough oh, how many tickets would you like to buy we clicked two. Oh no she you clicked one, one. you started one and it said oh there's not enough seats in this theater like for you to see this and, and it's a it's a 10 45 yeah showing, it was so we're like that early on a saturday and i'll pack to see this movie. right but funny enough when we went to speak to like an attendant like he's like oh yeah there's plenty of movies there wasn't anybody in there at, at the time but again it's early saturday morning nobody really but i was actually surprised um when we went in i would say there was at least five or six other people yeah so for it to be an early show i was actually surprised that how oh, that you the thought theater they were. was. Yeah, I thought we were gonna have the theater to ourselves. Me, I mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was pretty. We thought that was a funny little anecdote. Like, the universe did not want us to see this movie. Yeah. But after the third time, yeah, we're third just, time's the time. Yeah, yeah the universe is like, it. fuck it, just let them through. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today, this is gonna be a, a different episode um, because I'm. I'm actually going to hand the reins to Alicia today, and we're just going to be going... I'm going to go ahead and take her uh, her take on this movie, and we're going to just go through some questions, and she's going to be the star guest today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you ready, girl? Yeah. You ready? And I, I haven't heard these questions before, so, yeah, so it's going to be completely... I'm learning raw. these questions as, as, as she's telling me. Yeah, some hard-hitting journalism coming right <laughs> up. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so, um, Alicia, what... I first have to ask what you were expecting from this movie. I didn't want to go in with any expectations because we did hear how they kind of played up the dynamic between Star and 
her boyfriend. Her white boyfriend. Yeah, her white boyfriend. So I thought it was going to be more about that and take more about an interracial relationship than what the matter of the movie is, which is the police brutality. Um, but then when I went in, I mean, they really hooked me within the first 10 minutes. And I knew, I'm like, this is going to be a, a good movie. Yeah. Um. So after watch, after having watched the movie, did your... Did it change? Did you do you think <laughs> were you surprised at all to see that the movie wasn't what you thought it was gonna be at all? Yeah, because people always have these their own views and sometimes it'll kinda deter you from wanting to see a movie. So I was kinda like, uh, I guess we'll see it because we talked about going, but I didn't know if I if we if I really wanted to and then now I'm like I'm actually happy that I did. Um, and the dynamic between Star and her boyfriend was something I can definitely relate to. Uh, being a black female, um, I like who I like, so, um, you know, I've dated white guys in the past, and um, just seeing the dynamic that they had, I felt like it was authentic, and it wasn't something that they were just shining a light on, it was just two people that were in a relationship, and they didn't really make race the main part of it. Not yet, not a part of the relationship. Yeah. Um, being that this movie, I feel, is targeted at a younger audience um, because they have a lot of these, you know, upcoming actors like Amanda and Sabrina and K- uh, AJ, or KJ, what's his name? Oh, KJ. <laughs> like, they're younger actors that star in a lot of movies and shows that are targeted towards, you know, the upcoming, you know, generation of young adults. Do you, what do you think? the message being sent to them was in this movie? I would say that, you know, our parent, each, I guess each, um, I'm trying to think of the words. Yeah, each uh, millennium or each uh, generation. Yeah, each generation there. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They have to deal with racism in their own way. And I think right now, one of the big issues that we have to deal with um, is police brutality. It's on on the rise. So I think by targeting this movie to younger people, it's saying that we have to be the change. Like, we can't look to our parents and expect them to do anything. Like, millennials, we have a strong voice. So it's trying to get young people to see what's going on for them to make a change. Yeah, because, I mean, it can't just be our parents. If we want to make a difference, we have to... It has to right. start with us, the younger generation. And encouraging them to yeah. speak up. We have all the platforms that our parents didn't at some point. Right? Yeah, exactly. We have a lot more power, especially with social media and stuff like that. So I think targeting younger people just made them made me realize, like, I have a voice, too. It's not just my parents that are doing something. I can make a change. Right. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think the screenwriter, um, Audrey Wells, stayed true to the message that Angie Thomas hoped to portray with her novel? Um, I would say yes, because after seeing this movie, now I really want to read the book and see what that's about. But I don't feel like it was really like glamorized or a lot of times with movies, you'll they kind of take away the grit to make it more socially acceptable and to get more people to watch it. But I think this one still pulled on your heartstrings. It still got the reaction that it needed to get without... Um, Without being unapologetic. Yeah, it was unapologetic in its approach. And it's one of those things, like, if you like the movie, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But it wasn't like they cut corners or um, minimized things to get people to watch. I I agree. Uh, I was going to touch on something. I didn't find the best way to word this, so I'm going to ask. Do you think 
that because unfortunately I think it's inevitable that we talk about race in this episode because it it is a movie that hits affects the black community on a daily basis. Do you think that as a white woman like the screenwriter, do you think that she she got this right? I think she did because I didn't even know that she was white. So yeah. <laughs> that that um I yeah, definitely because I think when you don't live the struggle um you can't say like I get it because you don't get it, but you can definitely empathize. And I think she she did that well as far as um, not trying to make it seem like white people are just like the greatest and like they do no wrong. She did point out things that are going on and show she didn't that try to make like the white savior. On yeah, the- and then a lot of times what happens is like the white person comes in and saves the day, and they're the superhero. Mm-hmm. She didn't do that in this movie. She portrayed the flaws that are going on in society, and she showed us that there are some people who actually care about what we're going through um and then there's other people who just will never get it and they would just tell us oh it's okay like it's not that big of a deal and so it's cool to see the different range right with that then i'm gonna link it to my next question which is um george tillman the uh director of this movie his experience i was very surprised because when i was doing the research for the movie um i was like okay george tillman like uh, let's see what other stuff he's directed and most of his other movies have been uh action and crime dramas like faster with dwayne the rock johnson um notorious um the biopic about uh biggie smalls yeah and so like to see him direct this movie that's uh where the main character is a young teenage black girl like did you think that he do you think his vision worked like helped implement what was happening like help implement like the the story the theme i would say yeah because um, she was very relatable. Um, a lot of the stuff that she dealt with, I really saw myself in her because, I mean, I grew up when I was little in Linwood, and it wasn't the worst neighborhood, but it wasn't the best. Like, when we used to play on the street, I remember my mom always told us, like, if you see a car driving by really slow, come in the house or get down. So we already knew that mentality where, like, if a car was driving by too slow, we, we ducked, like, just to be safe because we didn't know if it was some kind of um, violence that was going to be going on. Um, and then just with her saying that she's two different people, like at school, she has to be the stereotypical, well, not stereotypical black, but one that conforms so that she's non-threatening and um, putting on kind of like a mask of who you are so that you're accepted by um, your peers, especially when you go to an all-white school. And I mean, junior high and high school, I, the area I lived in, Ventura County, like, I was one of the only, I think my graduating class had, like, maybe three black people, but wow. I was one of the only people of color in my school, so um, I definitely get, got that, and then at home, you're trying to be someone else, and I remember, you know, going back and hanging out with my cousins that I grew up in Linwood with, they would look at me, and they're like, you're an Oreo, like, you know, you're, oh you're, <laughs> you're black on the time. outside but then you're white on the inside because of the way I talked and stuff. So I always felt like there was this alter ego, like two different people, this one person I was with my my white friends and then this person I was with my family. Um, and I'm just turned 31 and I'm still trying to figure out, like I'm just me and not trying to put on a different front for different people. Like this is who I am, take it or leave it. So I definitely get where she was coming from as far as having to play that. I was really that. hoping you would touch on that because I know I did, you know, we've obviously fucking more friends. Like, we've talked about this before and it's one thing that when I was watching the movie, I, I thought about you because you've told me about this too and that was like something I was like, oh, this, 
it reminded me a lot of what you had spoken on. So I was really glad you touched on that about like how you felt you needed to balance these two lives. So diving deeper into the movie, like into the scenes of the movie, um, what? How did you feel about them portraying the? The police encounter between Khalil, the main character, one of the main characters, and the white officer when he's first pulled over um, with Star in the car. I think that's like the the turning point in the movie, um, and it starts. I mean, it's very early on, but to me, I already knew there was going to be tension because um, this gentleman had just literally pulled off, and he gets pulled over right away. So it's like, what could he have really done within the two seconds that he was driving? So to me, I already knew, I'm like, okay, there's going to be an issue here because he's getting pulled over for no reason. Um, so to me, it felt really, really real. Like, I felt like I was right there, and it just made me think about my, my brother. My brother just turned 19, and he's a black male. And it just made me think, like, that was my brother in the car. And so I really, it really got me. I knew it was going to be something. Yeah. When you, um, what we were talking about earlier about... Um, when you said TJ was, you're, he's barely getting his uh, driver's permit and stuff, and you said your mom had to have a talk with him. Yeah, my mom, like, she always said, like, it's different. They never had this talk with me, but with your brother, he's a black male, so it's one of those things that we already know, like, guys get pulled over, um, DWB, driving while black. Like, they just see you, and you're driving, so they feel like that's a reason to pull you over. So, I mean, my mom and my stepdad, how to talk with my brother and they told him like you have to realize you're a black male you have to drive you have to drive safer you have to be cautious I mean they gave him um an idea of what to do like if the police ever pull you over make sure they can see your hands make sure that you're respectful turn down your music don't give them any excuse to pull you out of the car or anything just go above and beyond because like and I wrote it down I feel like with that, you're, it should be innocent until proven guilty, but I feel like a lot of times with um, black people and minorities, people of color, it's you're, um, you're guilty until proven innocent. They just assume the worst. So, I mean, I, I, I got it. Yeah, with that reminds me of, um, well, actually, I'll get back to that because that involves another question later on. But uh, another thing that got me during the movie, I wanted to get your take on it, was when uh, Star is being confronted by her white friend, Haley, who's played by Sabrina Carpenter. Um, you know, yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's confronted about uh, why she's been so quiet lately or why she's been posting um, politically inclined uh, messages on her Tumblr. Did I notice that immediately she had to have... She had to calm herself because, according to her friend, she was getting really, like, you know, riled up and stuff. And it's just like, how do you think that that t that plays in with, like, any time that someone tells you, like, oh, you're overreacting about something while being black. And it's like, you know, you know nobody else really gets to say that unless you're black. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely get it because um, one of my best friends, he's a, he's a white male. Um, so a lot of times, you know, we would hang out, we would go to dinner and things like that. And I would say like, I think this person's racist. Like they don't get it. Like they're looking at me weird. And he's like, oh no, like, I think you're just being sensitive. Like he didn't, you don't, um, understand. And, you know, eventually he came out and he's gay. So he gets it because we went out to dinner once and this lady was just like super rude to us. She was short. She did like the least amount that she could as a, as a waitress. And, um, 
he finally got it. He's like, I get it now. I see what you're saying. But I feel like unless you've dealt with um, people... Some sort of discrimination. Yeah, discriminating against you because of something you can't help, um, you're, you're not going to get it. And um, I just feel like I've had friends before, and I try to explain things to them, and they just look at me like you're crazy. And like you said, you're being extra, and it's unfortunate because a lot of times black people, especially black women, are portrayed as having an attitude and having, you know... So then when you... Exactly. Yeah, so when you... Movie when you talk about something they calm down relax and it's like i'm just expressing myself if someone else was doing it it's they're passionate about it but then if i'm doing it i'm being aggressive or i'm being dramatic or angry and it's like i'm not an angry black woman i'm just expressing how i feel yeah and i think they did a good job at at showing that in the movie because star was just being reasonable and she was just kind of she wasn't being defensive she was trying to explain something to her her friend and her friend was immediately like whoa like why are you getting and i mean it's to be fair too like her friend kept asking her She's like, I know you, like, something's not right. And mm-hmm. she kept asking her, and Star wouldn't say anything because she's like, I don't want it to be, like, a big deal. Like, so she kept it to herself, and then she finally opened up to her, and the, the her friend was just looking at her like, it's not that serious. So it's like sometimes it, when you're going through stuff and you know people can't empathize with you, it's better just to, to leave it to yourself because when you do try to explain it, they just look at you like it's your, your problem, and it has nothing to do with them, so they don't really care. I think one of the, the things that... Um, Issa Rae actually said in the movie, um, like a quote, it's probably not going to be verbatim, but she just said, um, let's see, it is impossible to be unarmed when they use our blackness as a weapon. And I thought that was so powerful because a lot of times they just make assumptions because of the way you look, it's going to be a problem. So no matter how nice you are, no matter what, they have that. Yeah, how how educated you have. They make that like assumption that you're going to be a certain way and one thing i did notice about the movie which was pretty accurate is when they showed people who were family members or supportive of what happened to him and they were trying to stand out for it being wrong of course they they didn't pick someone who was dressed nicely they picked someone who was on drugs to make it seem like oh this is not important because people are like oh well because nobody cares about the poor people yeah nobody cares about the poor people so then when you portray that it's like okay well he looks like he deserved to be be killed because look who his mom is and then they never showed anyone in the community that was actually upstanding doing things right and then when they show people from the protest they show people that look like thugs as they say or looters right looters they didn't show any of the positive uh, stuff so media really portrays in our society what they want us to see so they never show the good the people actually doing the non-violent protests they only show the people exactly being like there violent. was a thousand people peacefully marching and right but they show the one person the one person that was just smashing windows and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like that doesn't represent a whole a whole group of people and that's actually where i was getting at to my next question was um the portrayal of the officer when they started saying when and this goes back to when star and her friend are watching tv and they're talking about how this young man like he was you know he has a bright future and this is the this is the cop they're talking about yes sorry yes this is the cop that uh shoots khalil and you know of course the portrayal is completely different like they show a picture of him in his uniform looking very spiffy and very clean cut and how he's he has no record of doing this but then when it comes to the victim it's they i noticed they were very quick to pull out all of these like everything that was wrong about how he was dealing drugs and how he was you know they don't tell you why he was dealing drugs but they say you know they were dealing drugs so how do you think that these sort of portrayals affect the community's view on these sorts of shootings or these sorts of incidents 
Um, I think, well, what I was, I have written some notes on it, and I was thinking the same thing, like, um, for the victim, they're treating him like he's the perpetrator, like he's guilty, and they don't talk about any of the great stuff he did, like how he was about to graduate high school. They didn't talk about any about that. They just wanted to say, oh, he's a drug dealer. Like, what did he do? Well, and they just, smart, yeah, smart they never talked about the positives. They just were already, like, um, persecuting him. And then with the, the actual person who committed the crime, they're like, oh, they made him more, try to make him more relatable. Like, it, it was like, he for him, it, he was innocent until proven guilty like right away it's like even though we have the evidence showing that he did this we're gonna assume that he had a good reason and he he was in the right here and then they're portraying the person who's already died like they're persecuting him and it's like he's already died but now and he's that's being, what happens now like yeah. nowadays too with all the shootings and stuff they always try to pull out all of these facts just recently the man the woman the police officer in texas who broke into this man's home the black right. man's home shot him and, and she somehow, said oh i thought it was we it was my apartment i thought That's it was, was how the hell first of all how are you a cop if you don't you know the difference between apartments yes and like if you had to break that, in then how could it be your own apartment yeah but what did they do shortly after they brought out all these oh well he smokes pot and what does like, that have to do with anything what does that have to do with he was innocent minding his own business and he was shot in his own home like, right and they just try to say oh well but look at all the bad stuff he did. That doesn't matter. He still had a life ahead of him, and he still, I mean, he still was living his life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think, well, that kind of gets me to a, um, a good point that uh, Star makes in the movie. She said, uh, when she was being interviewed, she said, wow, I didn't know uh, like a dead person could be charged with their own murder. Right. And I was like, wow, that's powerful, because, again, they're not putting the, the guy, <laughs> the cop on trial. They're putting... The, the dead innocent victim on trial like it's his fault and right. he's on trial and why is he on trial when he didn't do anything wrong right. like we need to change things and the way they went about it i thought that was real because that's what happens yeah i completely agree and then um another thing i wanted to talk about well you kind of already touched on this but uh while star was going through this whole process of waiting for that grand jury to you know to proceed with a trial she wasn't really she didn't have anyone to support her really and how do you think like her balancing her friendship with you know like her white friends and her her life as a black young girl that's about to be a witness for a very important case how do you think that that how they portrayed that do you think that was very accurate do you think I think it's it's true because a lot of times like you're going through stuff and I don't think this is just like with a, a black female I think it's with a lot of people like sometimes you're going through stuff that's really hard and you're afraid to reach out to your friends because when friends are always there I'll say uh, what would you say air quotes friends are always there when things are going great for you but then anytime there is some kind of adversity or trouble you find out who your real friends are so she's probably didn't want to tell them because she's like yeah they're they're supporting me now because this is the person that they see like i wrote you know she's this um perfect black as far as fitting into their box of what a black person should be and she's approachable yeah she's non-threatening and it's like okay well now if i tell you what i've been going through you're gonna look at me a certain way and i kind of get it she didn't want to tell them because like she said i don't want them to look at me as a charity case this poor black girl from the hood that lost her her best friend in a shooting i want them to look at me as who i've always been star right so i don't think she wanted their support to be from a 
I guess, from a jaded place. Right. So um, I definitely get why she kind of went through it alone. Her family was there, and her family... That was enough for her. Yeah, that was enough. Right. I, uh, another, another scene that really, uh, kind of, uh, not only, it kind of upset me, um, was the scene where Star in the movie has an uncle who is a police officer, and he's Played a black police, yes, and he's a black police officer, and, well, in there, he, he tries to sort of just it felt to me like it was a justification yes. of why a cop would shoot a man immediately if it's a i felt in a way before you tell them exactly what happened mm-hmm. it was almost like he was playing two roles because at the same time he's a black male but then he's also a cop so he's like kind of in that brotherhood of, yeah and he kind of feels like um loyal sense of loyalty to his cop brothers but at the same time it kind of shows you just based i'll let her tell you what happened next but just based on his response that he was choosing being a cop over being black in a way and you can't take you can take your uniform off as a police officer but you can never take off that your skin, skin. Yeah. yeah you're always going to be black at the end of the day right yeah and well with that though he proceeds to tell star how you know um obviously that their main focus is to get out of the job alive basically he tells her he says that you know as long as they're not re- if they're reaching out into a car they want to make sure that it's not a weapon that if you know which I don't think was the point that Star was even trying to argue with, right? right? Because she seemed to be more, like, questioning, like, her whole point at the end was, well, would you have questioned that man digging into his car? Would you have questioned it would have been a weapon if it was someone that was white? And then she said, before she said, um, do you, it's like they shoot first and then ask questions later because they just assume that if he's reaching into his car it must be for a weapon so star made a point like would you have asked him like put your hands up and he said no we would just shoot and she said what if it was the same situation and it was a and you're in a white neighborhood it's nice and the guy is in a suit and he reaches for his car like reaches into his car would you assume that he has a gun and say um start shooting he said no i would say put your hands up so um, that, that shows you right there the difference that it makes when you're where a lot of people are like oh uh you know i think because a lot of and i want to touch on this because a lot of people um i think the community is very divided when something like this happens whenever this comes out on the news there's the people that usually i want to say unfortunately a lot of the times it's white people that say well you know he cares for his life he was scared for his life right that's usually what they say but i'm like the problem that a lot of people are having understand these protesters they're not protesting necessarily because the cop was scared they're scared it's because they're scared of black people right and it happens to be that they get trigger happy every time a black person's around and i that's what I, i wanted to get your take on too like i just wanted to know what you thought about that scene because i thought it was a very important scene and i was i was at first i was like oh man this is gonna be crazy because they got a uh i was hoping that it wouldn't be where they try to make like the cops like the good guys mm-hmm. which actually i i like recently i watched that movie the black klansman i need to see that it, it, it's a very good movie but it did receive a lot of critiques because i won't i don't want to spoil too much in this one because we're not reviewing that movie but um they try to portray the officers as like the good guys that are just trying to do their jobs and unfortunately a lot of people forget that a lot of these good guys and i say that in air quotes also happen to be racist just targeting 
people sp- people of color specifically and i wanted to know what your take was on that because they included his character of him being a cop and i think they included it for that reason because they wanted to point that out they wanted to have him explain this whole thing about oh we're just trying to stay safe and we're not trying to die we need to make sure no one has a weapon but it's like the problem is who do you always assume has a weapon right right it's an assumption that you're already going in that he's a bad guy. I mean, from the beginning, when he pulled him over, he was like, turn your music down. He was listening to rap. I'm pretty sure if he was listening to rock or um, Taylor Swift or mm-hmm. pop, he wouldn't have said anything. But it's just like, okay, well, based on the music you're listening to, you're listening to rap, so you must be a thug. So he started off that way, and he just started off, he didn't give him a good reason because he said, why did you pull me over? And then the reason why he gave him wasn't very accurate or anything. And then it's just like... He had to be on his guard from that point on because no matter what he said, the, the cop was determined to pull him out. And I think even if you're you're not black, you kind of sympathize because it's like, wow, he can't even be in his own car and he can't ask questions without it being And it's upsetting thing. that you, yeah, exactly. Like, He's asking questions. He's like, I haven't done anything. Do you have proof? And then he just made him get out of the car. And I'm like, if that was a white man asking, it, it would have just been a conversation. He would say, okay, you're right, sir. I'll, I'll let you off with a warning instead of, I mean, even even if in this movie, if he would let the guy off with his life or a ticket, because at one point he said, just give me the ticket then. If I did something illegal, just give me a ticket. But it wasn't about that. It was about him exerting his power and showing that I, I have control over you and yes. I am superior to you and you, you must do what I say. Because at that point, you're vulnerable. He's a cop. He has a gun. So you're going to do what he says. And I think he took his, he abused his power definitely. Because if it was, if he really had a problem, he should have let him get his right, license and registration. He should have given them a ticket and then that would have been that yeah I, I completely agree and um another thing i wanted us to touch on was and i know you're excited to touch <laughs> talk about this because this is the new discovery to us both and i'm ashamed to say that i just found this out too someone that loves <laughs> hip-hop she uh, likes hip-hop more than me actually She's, she knows all the cool stuff even my little brother tells me he's like you don't know who these people are like you're so old and we're only 12 years oh different so i'm one of those people like even especially with the new stuff, I'll turn it. I don't listen to it, so. Oh, okay. No, but I wanted us to talk about what we discovered. Yes. What the word thug stands for. And so, in the movie, they do play a lot of Tupac. And uh, Khalil, he, lo- he was a fan of Tupac. And so, she's saying, like, you're listening to this? Like, this is old school, like, 20 years ago. And he's like, no, the stuff he has to say is still relevant today. And, I mean, people that know Tupac or have heard of him, he's known as being a poet. Like, his words still have a lot of power. And um, so he has, he always talked about thug life. And you think, oh, that's someone gangbanging or someone on the wrong side of the tracks or someone who's causing trouble, a heathen, as they say in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but they actually explained it. It's an acronym, and it stands for the hate you give. Little infants fucks everyone. And it's true. When you go to little kids that are innocent and so impressionable, and you hate them just because of the way they look, that has a butterfly effect, a domino effect, a catastrophic effect on who they're going to be later. So when you are when you just look at someone and you treat them a certain way because of the way they look, it's going to end up fucking everyone in the end because it's like, okay, you want to treat me like a gangster? You want to treat me like a thug? I'll, I'll give you that. And then you get these little kids who end up growing up to be gangbangers because that's they're told that's all they can do. Yeah, and I, I thought that was very powerful. Actually. I'm going to start saying thug life because it's true. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it before because I'm like, oh, I'm not a criminal, but <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. Thug yeah. life, I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah, it, it was. And I, I thought that was a, a beautiful, um, a, something beautiful to insert into the movie because 
honestly at first I, I, funny i questioned why it was spelled that way yeah why they spelled it uh the hey and then just the letter u yeah, yeah. i was like oh well maybe they're just again trying to appeal to a younger audience right but when i found out that's what it was standing for i, I thought that was very i thought that was beautiful that was touching. a powerful moment because we i mean we both like tupac and i've heard that but we never knew so this was definitely yep. an eye-opener like oh shit. like <laughs> yeah like brain explosion like what yeah it, it all clicked and i mean it's relevant today it's true like the way you treat anyone black white hispanic asian um gay lesbian bi i mean the way you treat people when they're younger will have an effect on how they they see the world and how they treat others so i mean the hate you give is a serious yeah, thing it's a serious thing yeah that was it was that movie had a lot of powerful moments had a lot of powerful um dynamics but with that uh do you have anything else to add um i would just say that this is a movie that is powerful it's moving and i think um for people who have white privilege or people who are used to um seeing the world in rose-colored glasses because they don't experience racism or maybe they do but not as much as people of color uh, I think this would be a good movie for you to see because it kind of I think it'll make you more empathetic and kind of see where we're coming from yes I mean because with her boyfriend he was he's white he wasn't getting it at first but then when she opened up to him and explained to him he said I see you I get you like I'm here for you and it showed that he even though he could couldn't put him like he couldn't say like I understand because he doesn't he definitely was empathetic and said put himself in her shoes and said you know I can imagine what this is like for you and I want to be here for you in a way that was very supportive so I think it's definitely a good thing to see because it has a dynamic cast and a range of characters so I mean this is definitely one that is going to probably be in my top 10 now and it's uh, definitely very moving for everyone no matter yeah race gender or anything we agree and with that i want to add before we go um that in the movie we have we see a lot of protesters who are peacefully protesting again and and that actually i want to touch on that because um in the movie that's another thing that we do see in real life um oftentimes when people are trying to peacefully protest for some reason cops always put a stop to it um always claim it's going to be a rowdy protest or it's going to be violent or what you have it so uh with that i want us to keep in mind that a lot of these protesters that do go out of their way to not hit that bar after work and or not hit up the club or not hit up you know go home and watch tv comfortably a lot of these people have lives and they choose to go out there and put themselves in danger because Mm -hmm. that's the reality uh cops are throwing those gas bombs and trying to get rid of these protesters um a lot of these people are getting arrested and they have bails and they have fines they have to pay and with that i want to encourage anyone listening that you know you donate to any of your local activists a lot of people you know there's black lives matter there's um there's a bunch of groups that get together and are specifically just to fight for these causes on their own time on their own dime so with that like i want to encourage all of you guys to take the time and just you know donate even if it's five dollars just take the time just click a link um we're going to be sharing something on our instagram later because as of now i don't have an exact website to give to you to donate but we will be choosing something together alicia and i uh and you know again hit up our instagram underscore t-o-o-r-e-e-l and we'll provide you with some 
foundation that you could definitely donate to to help the cause because sometimes I know we feel like we're powerless or we don't have you know we see all these things going on in the world and we feel like we don't have a voice but our the reality is we do and we have a vote as well so you know elections i mean midterm elections are coming right up right around the corner in a few days actually so if you're not registered to vote find out if your state is able to register on the spot because a lot of states do offer that and they don't they don't advise you of that because they don't want you they, to vote. yes exactly they don't want us to vote so just you know get out there vote donate to people that you believe like whose causes you believe in and again we'll be sharing both of those links we'll be sharing a link uh to have you register to vote and we'll be sharing a link to like help you donate if you feel like you know if you're feeling generous if you have the time like i said it doesn't have to be like a hundred dollar contribution you know it could be as much as five dollars and that will make a difference to somebody out there somebody that's protesting someone that's going out of their way to do this so yeah with that, I, would, I would say one more thing um yeah. there was a few quotes in here that i liked but um i'm not gonna go over the the more uh i guess negative quotes but one i did want to end with is uh her name was star and her dad told her like i didn't name you star for for nothing like your name has a purpose and um she said like my name's star i'm here to light up the darkness and we can all be stars in our lives i know that sounds cheesy no but, i love that yeah, so much we're all here <laughs> we, we're all here to make a difference so when you see injustices going on like don't be afraid to speak up i mean an important point in this movie is like cops were acting a certain way as soon as you pulled out the camera their whole demeanor changed and they, they left so yeah, that shows you the, yeah anytime you see something going on if you're afraid to interact record it do something i mean if you see anything going wrong i mean it doesn't hurt to say that's not okay like right. don't just keep things to yourself yeah if you We're see someone getting pulled over and something doesn't look right you know don't be afraid to i'm not saying definitely don't enter yeah we're not trying to encourage you to, to get yourself hurt yeah or, or arrested um, we don't condone violence but we're saying like even if you're at a restaurant and you see someone being treated uh badly because of the way they look or who they are i mean it's okay to say you know what that's not okay like yeah they're human up. we're all human at the end of the day we all have the same organs we all have the same thing you pull back our skin and we're the same we right. bleed the same so it's important to to light up the darkness and, and make your voice heard whatever yes. you choose to um campaign against or campaign for just make sure that you know you make your voice heard i completely agree friend so with that, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Um, remember to recommend us to your friends, your families, your hosts. Just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just let everyone know where we're at. You can listen to us on Anchor or, of course, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts. Castbox. Castbox. Breaker. Yes. So, yeah, just uh, hit us up, and you can always find us on Instagram, too. Slide in our DMs if you want us to review something special or underscore post anything. Yeah, please. Too real. Underscore. T-O-O-R-E-E-L. Feel free to always um, like our posts. Uh, keep out, keep an eye out because we're going to be posting episodes every Thursday. Um, if you have any suggestions on anything that you'd like us to review or if we said something that was wrong or if you'd like to enlighten us on stuff. Yeah, please correct us. Guys. Yeah, we, Again, we don't know We're not professional, yeah. so if we said something wrong or we've spoken out of turn, let us know. Or if there's something you just really have on your mind that you want to share please do that like yeah. this is an open forum we want your feedback exactly so all right guys bye bye